This is a recording of the speech that I gave Shabbos Day, Parshas Kiseitzeg. In Shabbos, the last time I was here two weeks ago, I discussed the mitzvah of the Vegas Bakarish Borch, the Pasik says, Odaf Kaboy of Vaisidbok, of Vaisidbokon. Terror repeatedly tells us they have a mitzvah to Mistavik with Akarish Borch when I explained that Chazal had a fear. Same similar fear to the Shimon Am Sunni fear in relation to how could one could be Dovik, who is an Eish is infinite beyond space and time. And we suggested that Chazal, therefore, because of this fear, took the mitzvah, which would have been seen as an intellectual, spiritual, emotional kind of connection that can happen at any and all time, and therefore should be one of the Sheish Mitzvahs to Medias. Like the mitzvah, we should have the mitzvah of Zvekis Hashem to be one of those mitzvahs to medias. And we said it cannot be. Why not? Because of the fact that how can one have a Zvekis with Akash Bochu in that kind of a way? And Chazon, therefore, or might see out of its simple understanding to have it refer. To help them with the parnasa, married door to a tam, and things of that nature, which are obviously not one of the mitzvahs to medias. And the reason that I discussed that topic was because of the fact that the first time the Torah uses the word davak is in relation to what Hashem, what the narrative interpolation is in the beginning of Bereshis that says, First time Tari uses the word davak in relation to spousal devekos. And as we point out from Rapsodic, Mar tells us that the first instance of a word can have material and understanding of how that word is, but the greatest devekos a person could reach in life in a human connection is with a spouse. And therefore, perhaps one can add to what Chazal was suggesting as to be mistavik with Akash is to be mistavik with one's spouse. And the connection was because of the fact that it was right before Rosh benching coming into El, the knock, the footfalls are coming for the Yemadin, the best place to start, making sure that we're going to go in with a good, with a good settle, a good pinkus, is to ensure that the home front is doing well, to ensure that, as the cliche says about Chesed beginning at the home, the greatest expression of Hathor is with the wife, to ensure that the Vegas that one is supposed to meant to achieve with one's spouse is in fact being achieved. That was two weeks ago. I'd like to go back to the well a second time and discuss in this week's parasha a very interesting historical oddity. There seems to be a mitzvah that disappeared. Torah tells us the following. Person who goes to war, a person who gets married, shouldn't be going to war. Now you might ask, didn't we already have this in last week's Sedra, in Pashchev, Temiya Ish, Asher, Lakach Isha, etc.? We know that they don't go to war. What is the Torah adding in this week's Parsha? We have the Mishnah site that the end, the Mishnah tells us that there is, in fact, two different aspects to these commandments. One is in relation to somebody who 
has just gotten what we call today engaged. They have erison, but they have not done nisuin. So such a person cannot be part of the active military combatants, but he may be part of the operational support troops bringing weapons, water, food, etc., provisions as needed. However, in this week's we're learning about a person, about a person who has engaged in Nisuin, about a person who is now actually married in Shana Rishana, such a person may not be taken not only as an active military combatant, but may not even be used in a support operational role to help bring provisions, water, food, weapons, etc. This is the way Chazal understood the breakdown of these two parashas of these two specific commands. And if we look at the Pasuk carefully, the Pasuk tells us, And then we have, So it seems to be, and as certain commentaries pointed out, let's say, for example, Shamshul Hirsch mentions, there seems to be a notion that there's two different aspects. There's an aspect that the husband is his wife. And then there's an application of that aspect, which is that he doesn't go to war. He doesn't go to war, and you're not allowed to take him. You're not allowed to drag him into the war. The generals, the army cannot take him into the war. There's two different aspects. He has a duty to his wife, and as a result of that duty, that applies to those who are ministering the army. They cannot demand that this person come along and, and and join the effort. Remember, this is only talking about a or Rishus, obviously Mechemes Mitzvah, they go from even the Chuppah, the Chedra, they go to fight in the war. So I would like to focus on this latter part of the Pasuk. A person has a duty, a husband has a duty to Samech, his wife. There is a difference between the Targum Rishalman and the Targum Unkelos on this. Says the Targum Unkelos, as Rashi points out, there is a distinction between the two. One sounds like one has been samech together with one's wife, and one sounds like one is being misamech the wife. It's an act of duty upon the husband to be misamech the wife. Says Rashi, it's clear that the Targum Unklus is correct because the Nikudais are Vesimach, which is an active duty on the part of the husband, rather than a passive acquiescence or passive participation of both of them into a mutual simcha, enhancing shana um, rishana, which would be more correct if it said v'samach. So what seems clear is that the pasuk shout out the pasuk is v'simach, which is a requirement on the husband to misamech his wife. This is obviously something that should not be shared too widely. Right with their kala teachers because you want to ensure that they keep on teaching the kalas that it's their duty in the first year to work on getting to understand their husband, his proclivities, his predilections, and the like. So the short of it is that it seems to be on the husband. And yet, if you recall your chasen classes, you were not told that it's a chiv on the husband to misamech his wife in the first year. Well, you heard about it, it's Shana Rishana. There is some aspect of Shana Rishana. The person um, knows that Shana Rishana is difficult. Shana Rishana, maybe even in some uh, places, they say you don't have to go to night seder. But this idea that Shana Rishana has the chiv on the husband who is his wife, it's not something that really gets taught as a cut and clear black and white. And the question is, why not? If you look, the Rambam, the Sefer HaMitzvah, brings it down, as you might expect, that it's a mitzvah, with your wife 
The Rambam brings it down. It's a regular mitzvah, with a wife for the first year of marriage. Look at the Chinuch. Chinuch says the same. Chinuch here in this week's parasha brings it down and says, in Tovkov Pebez and the Rambam's Rishad Dalad, that it's a mitzvah, that a person for the first year is not meant to go on, on far, not meant to go to war, not meant to go on faraway trips, not meant to go away from his wife for any um, um, significant period of time. But he's supposed to be together with the wife, supposed to be misamecher. Seems to be a simple mitzvah, a brought down that a husband has a duty to misamech his wife. Uh, as Rashi says, Pashup Shad of the Simach, Pashup Shad according to the Targum Mukos, Vyachet, Yas, Itse. Also, you can see this in the Sefer Yerem, even though Emma Oberlander and Kaladas Yerem is the name of, of the Oberlander Gehillah, this Yerem is actually brought down in the Archa Shulchan. That's where I saw it. The first, and Yerem says that during the Shana Rishon, and it's Chayv, and the husband is Samcha, behold over, she Yedea, she Yeshla Simcha, a husband is a duty in Samiach as well, whatever he thinks. Would be giving her pleasure, giving her happiness. So it's a pasha misses a semidaraisa, and yet, as I say, it's not something that we hear about much. It's a sort of something that seems to have disappeared. How do I know that it disappeared? Because if you look in the Raman, the Mishnah Torah, the Ram doesn't bring it down. The Raman Hukhasish brings down what you would expect. The Raman brings down, Parakid Basic discusses the, the, the fact that during the first seven days, right, a person is not meant to go to work. Person has to still, Samiach's wife, the Shulchan Aruch as well, and the tour, same idea. During the first seven days, no malacha, you have to hang around, Samiach, your wife. But after that, nothing. No mention about what happens after a year. If you look in the Ram and Hilkus Malachim at the end, the Ram does discuss in Paragzain the notion the, of not going to war in the first year because the Pasad says, And as we pointed out, that's true. There is a has an application, not going out to war, not being demanded to go to war, or even provide operational support, material provisions, etc. Fine. But what about the positive affirmation that there is a mitzvah being Sameach, your wife, that is not on the level of the simcha of the Shiva Simeon Mishnah, where you don't even go to work. Of course, obviously, a person has to go to work in the first year. But the idea that you don't go on major trips, you don't go away from your wife for a long time, where did that go? Where does that where is that mitzvah in the Raisa? Where did it disappear to? It's not on the Ramah, it's not on the Tor, it's not on the Shulchan Aruch. You have to go to the Archa Shulchan, the end. And you have to go to the, I'm sorry, to the Chai Adam in his Chachmas Adam, the end of Hilchus Ishus, right before Hilchus Ribbis. In Kuv Chav Tes, says the Chai Adam that it's a mitzvah from Samech, your wife, Shana Tamima, after you got married. And also Archa Shulchan. And in, in, in Evan Ezis, and in um, Samach Dalad, he also adds in this, this a new provision, right? It's not in the Shulchan Aruch, that a mitzvah your wife for the first year. Again, it's not a level of simple, the Shir Samiyah Mishnah, it's not on that level of Shavrach, where it means literally no work, spending all the time together, and that's not on that level at all, but it is some sort of a level, some sort of additional imp, imp, imp requirement in Shana Rishana that a husband has a duty to attempt to mitzvah his wife to some degree. Why the Archa Shulchan, by the way, quotes the Sefi Ram, as I mentioned before, why he doesn't quote the Sefer Achinach or doesn't quote the, the Ram and the Sefer Mitzvah, I'm not sure, but it seems to be a chiv, a mitzvah midaraisa, it disappears 
It's not in the basic codifications of, of the Rambam, the Torah, and the Shulchan Aruch. And now it's coming back, perhaps in the Aruch HaShulchan and in the Chach Masodim, etc. So what happened? Where did it go? So you can take a number of different approaches. You can take the approach of the Mechaz Chinuch, right? That there's no such Chiv. There's no such Chiv. It's not appearing. This Chiv is not going to be found in the Gemara. You don't find the Gemara discussing it. The Gemara is in Sajjah that discuss at the end about the application. Only discuss the application. I'm not going to war. It doesn't discuss the specific Mishnah you look at the Gemara's in Shubas to talk about the Shiva Sameach Mishnah during the Shevrach, it's not going to work. Mishnah the life doesn't talk about it after the seven days. So, in fact, the Minchas wants to go much further. He has a big kash on the Chirch, he's counting this as a mitzvah. How could it be a mitzvah if it's not brought down in the Gemara? How could it be a mitzvah if it's not brought down in the various different halachic codifications? So, on that understanding that the Minchas has, that it's really not truly a mitzvah, so fine, so that we understand. Why the why the Torah didn't bring it down? We understand why the Shachanar thing bring it down, but at the end of the day, what about the Chinuch Kwa the Chinuch? What about the Rama? That's a more bomb question. Why didn't the Rama bring it down? After all, the Rama brought it down. It's a mitzvah. If you look at the Nitziv and the Amikdover, the Nitziv attempts to say this is not a mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah at all. That it's a rishos. It's a rishos to misamech life. Fine. That's how you want to read it, but you can't read the Rambam that way. You want to read the Pesach that way and say, Vesimach, it means like Vesamach, fine. There is a Tagim Yashama, there is an approach that is available. But how do you read that into the Rambam? The question is, if the Rambam counted as a mitzvah, if the Chilach counted as a mitzvah, why did the Halacha not reflect that? So I'd like to suggest to you my own Berksvara. I'm not going to tell you that it's correct. In fact, I will tell you that it's a B'derech Efshar, and I know that the Chassam Sefer mentioned yesterday about the Arbalanders, um, quoting the Arbalanders when the Dervisif says Shem, when I find it compelling, or just to quote Arbalanders, quote Arbalanders. So here I'm going to quote a Chassam Sefer that disagrees with what I said. He, wouldn't, he didn't even give it any uh, ability to have any mockery to say what I'm about to say, but I find the Chassam Sefer difficult to accept. So my suggestion is as follows. The Mishnah tells us in the end of Ksubis, I'm sorry, in the middle of Ksubis, the Mishnah tells us in the middle of Ksubis, the fifth parak, that a, a Talmud, these are not, um, you know, gross Talmud Chacham, the Talmudim. Talmudim are yotzin shalei b'rishos n'shaysem, shloi shem yon. They're allowed to go out alone without the permission of their wives. They'll have to go out to live after the mission of their wives for a period of 30 days. Turns out that this mission is opinion of Rabbi Lazar. The more it tells us later on in the next page, it's not based on the base, that Rabbi Lazar says that Zu the Rabbi Lazar. However, the opinion of the Chachamim is Talmudim, they're able to go learn at least two or three years. Maybe some take it as Dafka, some take it as Lab Dafka, but that's not the point. The point is there's no limitation on when a Talmud Chacham can go out to learn. They can go out to learn for without reshuts of their wives for a few years. You can look at Tess's back. Back on the base, on Aleph, Tess wants to know if, if Orcha de Milsa is 30 days, how could Rabbi Akiva go out for longer? And Tess wants to make the opinion that all the people that we find on Tamar base, all the stories are all with the permission of their wife. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says that Orcha de Milsa means without even fat to your wife to agree, make her agree. In other words, there's two types of 
making somebody have a kfir of shim or any right? You mamish kaif and I say, right? The other way is even fatter, right? The other way is to to convince her into agreeing. But otherwise, it's not necessarily the most willing, most happy um, of, of of desires for the person to go. But the Mishnah and the Gemara are telling us, Pasha, the Shalabur, Shus, the Shasam, they went out to learn. It means the simplest way of reading that is it was done without the permission of their wives. They went away for a long time. And that time started immediately after the Chasna, after the Shabbos. Like the Gemara there, it says in Salah Beis, the Maestro of Chinim and Kachinai. Who wanted to go learn? And Shemrachai asked him to wait until Shavach for himself is over, and then he's going to come with him. And he wouldn't even wait even the seven days of Shemrachai Shavach to go learn. <laughs> so, what I would like to suggest to you is the following How could it be brought down in Halacha? Something, when we pass in like the Chacham, look at the Ram the Pirish Mishnah. The Ram says we pass like the Chacham, he's able to go, Shalabish Shusan the same for at least a few years. So if you're allowed to go for at least a few years, what are you violating Badafka? You're violating Vesimach. So if the halacha is like the Chachamim, so then we have what seems to be, on the one hand, a requirement of Samiachi wife, and on the other hand, the absolute permission to go out to learn. So they're going to be violating Vesimach. So my suggestion is that perhaps that's the reason why the halacha didn't codify this notion of Samiach the wife as a as a mitzvah chiyuvis in the first year of Shana Rishayna because of the fact that it was already permitting somebody to go and learn without his wife's reshosh was going to violate the simach and do that already in Shana Rishayna. That is my suggestion. Now I want to say that I'm sorry from the tshuva I think it's um, maybe it's Kufiyot Zayin uh, sorry, it's Kufnun Hay in Chelik Beis and Eben Ezer. The Chassam Sefer disagrees. Chassam Sefer says no. Says Chassam Sefer, we see from the fact that they were going out that what Torah is is equivalent to a Mechemes Mitzvah. So because Torah is equivalent to a Mechemes Mitzvah, that's why they're able to go out to learn. Because of course, even right, they can go to go fight in a war like that. So terrorists and Mohammed's mitzvah, obviously they're allowed to go Shlev Shushan Sam. I find it difficult to accept if terrorism Mohammed's mitzvah because it's a mitzvah, then everything's a Mohammed's mitzvah. And in fact, because it's a mitzvah, it's also a mitzvah. Anything could be a mitzvah. That's number one. Number two, the Chassam Sefer also wants to say that it's a riot from the Chinuch, that this is permitted because the Chinuch writes that it's, it, it seems to the Chinuch at the end of the mitzvah, the Chinuch writes, it seems to me that somebody's going to go out to do a, a mitzvah for, for, for a short period of time, and then nearly that it's not being mevatel, the mitzvah of Vesimach. But that doesn't explain the Gemara's and of leaving for a very long time, of going to Lebrish and Sesayim. That is, I think, a, um, a definitely a two maximalist, a too aggressive reading into what the Chinuch writes. So therefore, we're back to <coughs> our question, which is why did the Rambam and the Chinuch not bring down, they brought down as a mitzvah, why didn't the Torah and the Rambam and the Mishnah Torah and the Shulchan, why didn't they bring it down? I think, again, because people were going out to learn for a few years at a time, which is a violation of a simach. So why bring it down? As Allah, why, how could the Rambam be passing like the Chachamim? If he's passing like the Chachamim and Kenegid Rebbe Lezer, 
How could he then say that there is a chiyav of a simach when it's being violated ab initio? I would like to suggest that perhaps for the chinuch we could have a separate answer because there is a, the riff. If you look at the riff, the riff brings down just the opinion of Rabbi Lezer. It doesn't bring down the opinion of the Chachamim. That is, he only views it as the husband being for 30 days as that's being permitted. But for more than 30 days, it's not permitted according to the riff. If that's true, then perhaps that's what the Chinuch held. Maybe the Chinuch holds like the riff. Meaning that we only pass like Rabbi Lezer, not like the Chachamim. If so, it's a different answer for the Chinuch than for the Ram. For the Ram, we have to come on to the fact that he couldn't bring down a Mishnah Torah, the Halacha of the Simach, because you have them, because he holds like the Chacham, that they're, you know, for three years, so that's to be violation of Ab of the Simach, so therefore he can't bring it down, even though there is a Mitzvah Minat Torah. On the other hand, you have the approach of the Chinuch, which could be held like the Rif. And if he holds like the Rif, then he's held like the Sheet of Rabbi Lezer, not the Sheet of the Chacham, the Chacham, able to be Yetzeg. It's the same for 30 days. If that's true, they can only leave it up to 30 days. And that is what the Chinuch says, that a husband, for it's Meduma to the Chinuch, says at the end that if a husband wants to go out for a short period of time with Dvar Mitzvah, then that's not a violation of the Simach. And that, if it's 30 days, is that short, quote-unquote, period of time. Maybe that's why the Chinuch permits that, because it's going exactly in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Lezer. Anyhow, this... Shtigl Torah is really to get to the point of what I wanted, which is nowadays we can be machmer on ourselves. We can actually decide that it's not just Shana Rishana Gumisameach the wife. We can do it even second year and third year. And Tavilav Racha, nothing terrible is going to happen. Number one. Number two, the line that the Chinuch uses is a line that I think is very relevant to success in any endeavor. The Chinuch says, why do you have to stay with your wife for a year? So you should be able to be miraculous yourself with her, be able to become more accustomed to each other, be able to understand her nature, be able to get to know, really acquainted in a deep way, deepest, most way with her. The truth is that any success in life requires setting of a goal. And that setting of a goal then needs to be acted upon in a consistent way every day for a period of time until it becomes natural. The same is true with Shana Rishon in a marriage. What the Chinuch is saying is, you have two people, they come together, they're not necessarily on the same page on a lot of different things, as they find out on day one of their marriage. But if you stay there for a year, and you make it your goal, to in whatever, as the Uraim pointed out, you make it, you make it her happy you make her happy every day and make that your goal then over a period of time you become accustomed acquainted with her and you get to know her and attune to her sensitivities and her proclivities and the like and you are able to then live together in harm in a harmonious existence that's the goal and that's the consistency and that's the demand it takes a year to become that accustomed that acquainted and the same is true with any other goal. The same is true with regards to the Truvan, the Yemadin. We have to pick, we have to understand what do we do this past year? What do we want for the next year? Decide what it is that we want to do better the next year and start working on it, working on it daily, working on it consistently. You work on it for a year, you eventually make it a part of your nature, you eventually become the person that it is that you wanted to be. We always have to remember the cliches Rome wasn't built in a day. And the perfect is the enemy of the good. If we keep that in mind, we keep the consistency going, we will be Zaycha to Hashanah Taiva Masuko 
and reach the apex of the levels that we want for ourselves for the coming year. Good